Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. I was actually saved in an Assemblies of God church when I was 16. I grew up in a Lutheran home. Honestly, I kind of thought church was boring, and but something happened at age 16, but then I wasn't really discipled. You know, I went to college, a lot of partying, just really just doing whatever I want. A good person. I was a good person, which is many of us are. And about five years ago, things got a little difficult in my business. So I have been a marriage and family therapist for about 15 years and got married about 10 years ago, met my husband. Um, you know, I'm still a good Christian. And church was decent. I'd read the Bible once in a while. Um, But when things got really hard in my business and with my marriage, I was asking God some questions like, aren't you supposed to be my helper? Like, how does this work? You know, I don't really get this. I'm really struggling. And I got on my knees in my bedroom, basically just saying, like, I want more of you, God. I don't get this. I don't understand. I don't even know what I was doing. But at the time, I had said, I hate my husband. Like I had said that, like, I'm done with this. I cannot stand him. I know I'm supposed to love him. I'm supposed to like him, but I don't like, I hate him. And as I got on my knees and I asked God to help me, things started to shift and it didn't happen overnight, but it happened little by little. I started to learn. I found myself Googling miracles, healing. Like, why was I looking that up? Why was I doing that? You know, why am I why am I doing all these things that I'm doing? And literally God got a hold of me in this supernatural way and it has not stopped. Like I would think, what's wrong with me? Why do I want to find out more about God? And I'd see other people kind of being the good Christian like I was before. And not not in a judgmental way. I don't mean to judge myself or judge these other people, but he just got a hold of me. The Holy Spirit got a hold of me. And I have not been the same and it's not stopping. There's a, there's a lot of fruit in different ways in our business, in our marriage, even in our home. Let me give you the fruit of my marriage that this could be something. Cause I think there's a lot of people that struggle with this and they have, you know, a nice husband or, you know, like you're, like I said, you're a good person. And we, we just don't know how to access the power of God. We just keep doing what we're doing and we don't understand how he does want to transform us. It, we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to get really real and to share. Like even me sharing with you, I hated my husband. Like that's something that Christians don't want to share. Like, oh goodness, that's not okay. Well, that's not the end of the story. That was a moment. That was me, you know, speaking my truth in that moment. Yeah, the enemy had a hold of me. <laughs> that's for sure. The enemy had a hold of our marriage. If we're not honest with God and we speak out where we're at, he can't dig out the roots and pull the weeds so that his fruit can grow. So that's so so that's where it kind of started was that I started, you know, seeking after God. You know, I got people prayed for me to get baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't even know it was at the time, but I started praying in tongues. You know, I remember praying for my dog. Yeah, I remember praying for my dog and I was like, I feel like I pray for anything for my dog. And like, I felt the power of God just come through me as I was praying for my dog. And it was just the Holy Spirit through me. And I, I, you know, I wasn't sure what it was. And now I've been learning more. But what happened with my marriage was 
I still was, you know, still struggling and kind of moving through like pointing that he's the problem. If only he would change those kind of things. And so I'm praying those kind of prayers. I had an aunt whose husband cheated on her. And I asked her, how are you doing this? I knew she was a Christian. How are you doing this? And she said, you know, you need to get this book. And it was the power of the praying wife. I know it's kind of a typical book, but it really shifted because a lot of times we pray prayers, God changed them. You know, we're focusing, we're blaming. And the book really shifted to say, God changed me. And I started to gain my power back and to really see the power that I have. And I even was able to recognize, okay, there's some emotional abuse happening. And that was empowering, not in the, you know, poor me, but in an empowering of like, oh, I'm not going to let this take over me. And I asked God to help me through it. And I shifted my prayers to say, help me, help me to be strong, help me to not be a victim instead of feeling bad about myself. Cause I wasn't feeling worthy. He, you know, he, my husband was kind of my God, you know, like we don't realize how we have idols in our life until we're, we're at broke, we're at bottom and we have to ask God for it. Like I had to give this to God instead of just acting like everything's good and everything's fine. It was like, no, I had to be at that bottom. And so I started praying prayers that said, God changed me. And little by little, I started to like my husband again. I started to love him again. And I started to see changes. I started to pray bold prayers, like have him, I want to, I pray for my husband to prophesy, pray for my husband to be this. He's, and I declare he's an amazing man of God. He has prophetic giftings. You know, he is able to, he has wisdom that I don't have, like just declaring things and praying things. I didn't feel it, but I was saying it. And that is where the transformation started to happen. And I'm releasing his presence in our home, you know, praying for God's glory to be released in every single part of our home and the doorknobs and in the bathrooms and, you know, just really praying bold prayers instead of just being little God help me, you know, like we, we don't know how to, to go to step out because we're too afraid that maybe it won't happen. Like, I don't want to pray it just in case if it doesn't happen. And I don't want to just be disappointed. Um, you know, like one prayer I have is I want my husband to, love the Bible that still, that still hasn't happened yet, but I am believing and I'm praying and I'm declaring it and I know it's going to happen. But what I see him doing and the, the transformation that's in our marriage, it's so amazing. I can tell him, Hey, I'm, I'm needing some us time. And he looks at me in the eye and he doesn't roll his eyes. He doesn't think I'm nagging him. And he's like, Oh Yes. Yes, we need to do that. I just was busy coaching or I had this going on and I'm like, okay, yep, I get it. Like we're not stabbing each other in the back and feeling like the other person is hurting each other. We're on the same team and we're working together in the same goal. And yeah, I mean, God, it's, I'm rested. Like, I don't think that there's something wrong with me. Um, so that's one example of what, what God has done. Um, I can tell you some mental health examples too. <laughs> Um, yeah, because you're a professional, you are a subject matter expert when it comes to mental health. Yes. But if I wasn't able to get breakthrough on myself, I'm not able to have the faith to believe it for other people. I mean, I'd read in the Bible, like God does these miracles. He can heal, you know, he can heal us. He heals our soul. And so I'm believing that for the clients that I'm working with, but I needed to see breakthrough in my own personal life. And I needed to have that faith personally so that I could walk it out with the clients that I work with. So I can tell you, I've seen um, dissociative identity. I've seen that healed. I've seen that to take it 
So we have like have to put in diagnoses for clients, you know, so I can bill insurance. Well, I've seen that being taken off of a chart. I've seen bipolar being taken off of a chart. And the biggest thing that I would say is speaking to my clients the way that God sees them. I'm not ignoring, you know, symptoms. I'm making sure to pay attention. Yep. Okay. Let's check. Is there suicidality? Are these negative thought? Where, where are we at? But I'm not preaching to them and speaking to them in the, in the fear of the symptoms. I think the world can really, really focus on, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, are you okay? Oh my, how much anxiety do you have? Or how, you know, how depressed are you? Tell me about all these depression symptoms. And, and then as we're talking about the depression and anxiety, that's what's filling the room. And we can lose the hope of what God has for us when we're teaching people how to focus on their problems. And I think it comes from a lot of our own anxiety. Like, oh gosh, I don't want this client to struggle so much with suicidality that what if, what if something happens to this client that I end up in the hospital again? Now this is on me or this is my fault. So I think as a therapist, I really have to have bold faith and I have to really be like at peace myself. And I have to, I have to have my crap together. <laughs> I have to be connected and sitting at the feet of Jesus myself. I cannot be a mess myself. Right, right, right. How did you get into being a therapist? How did you get into this field? Well, I was a business student in undergraduate school, and I took a general in psych. It was like marriage and family therapy something, one oh, you know, psych 101. And the, the professor was really awesome. He would tackle hard topics. Like, I remember him talking about pornography and talking about how People accept that this is no big deal and this is all right. And he said, when you look at an image that's outside of your spouse and you are getting intimacy from that image, that then becomes more important, important than your spouse. And I was like, oh, gosh, that's such a good point. I didn't ever think of it like that. And he was tackling really hard things and explaining it in a way. This wasn't it wasn't even a Christian class. And he's explaining really difficult topics in a way that made sense. It brought hope. And I remember having a moment in the hallway and thinking, I'm, I want to go into this. Like, I want to do, I want to do this work. But I also was thinking, I am not a typical therapist. Like I knew that I had more of a business mindset and I didn't see people as a diagnosis. I didn't see people as a problem. I saw them as a family. I saw them as a life, as someone that we just want to be happy. We want to be loved. Like, you know, people don't want to have depression. They don't want to have anxiety. And that moment in the hallway of just thinking, I'm going to go into this. I'm, I'm going to add this. So I figured out how to get a minor and then went to grad school afterwards. And funny enough, I actually found out I barely got into grad school and because it was this, you know, it was a Christian school, you know, I'm like, I want to go to a Christian school. I, I, you know, like I always knew like God was leading me in some way, but I don't think I fit their typical mold of a Christian. And I also was a business student. So there's all these things that didn't fit. Um, but when I graduated, one of the professors told me that and he said, I'm so glad that I advocated for you. And I'm so glad that you graduated. And I'm really excited to see what God's going to do in your life. So it's cool when you have people like that, that believe in you and see, cause I was outside the box. I wasn't their typical student and that's what we need. This is why, I mean, I just, I feel like people sometimes, I hope that my story is like helping people to see like, yes, I can do that or I can do that. And I think a lot of times we think things fit the mold and it has to be a certain way and look a certain way. And Jesus does not operate in a box at all. Right. 
Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you grow through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace, on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him today. When we start to pray and we ask Holy Spirit to come in, if I'm in a session, we get turned off. And the Holy Spirit gets turned on and he reveals things to us that we don't have any idea we were struggling with. And this is where I think a lot of times Christians, like where I was saying before, we think we're good. we think we're fine. And so I will, let's, I can use an example of, let's say there's, there's someone who's really struggling in their marriage. And so I'm working on their marriage and as we're diving into something that they're dealing with in their marriage and I ask, okay, Holy spirit, come like, like reveal, reveal your wisdom. It oftentimes has nothing to do with the marriage. It has to do with childhood. I'm not some like the way that you identify with your earthly father, because that stems to your identity. And it stems to how you see yourself, which comes back to how you are in your marriage. And so if any of us are ever struggling with a relationship that's current, we want to blame the other person. We want to think they're the problem. Honestly, it's never the other person. It's always us. If we are ever offended, that's us. Jesus lived completely unoffendable. And so how do we access that? So then I'd say, you know, come Holy Spirit. And this is what's so amazing about the Holy Spirit is that as a counselor, I have all sorts of ideas and I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's talk. So tell me, tell me about your wife. Tell me about your husband. Like, so what happened in the fight? Like, what did she say? You know, like that's kind of my like fleshy self wants to ask all these questions and know the details of it, but that that's not going to help. It's not the details do like, do not matter. When we focus on letting go, turning ourselves off and saying, Holy Spirit, come, I am the vessel. He starts to speak to me and he starts to speak to the client. And so then we get back to childhood. Okay. We get back to what is it from childhood? Well, but let's say they didn't have, they didn't have like their earthly father was not around. And then their stepdad was kind of wishy-washy. And so, okay. So then let's go back there. And when we go back there, I ask, how was that like for you? Well, I'm good. I'm good. I'm over this. (laughs) This is a lot of times what I get. I've already dealt with this. This is like super, super common. People don't want to go there. And so then I have to really create a safe atmosphere. And so I'll, I'll have to say, and then I'll have to bring in, you know, Jesus is right here with us. The Holy spirit brought us here. And so I have to be that safe presence. That's really just bringing in that peace that God wants them to experience and feel and just to, to, and I have to have the faith that, cause I think sometimes we think we're going to completely shut down and we're going to completely uh, have a meltdown. Sometimes people don't want to go there and open, open up the box of all these wounds and okay, let's go there. Tell me what that was like to have your dad not be there for you. That pain 
right there is the key to unlocking the marriage. And so if they're able to say it was horrible, it was, I feel it so unworthy. My stomach hurts. I feel like I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean anything. I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm and then they might be able to move through. I'm angry. Why the heck did he do that? You know, and then they're able to feel their way to, oh my gosh, wait, God is still here with me. Like God still loves me. He's not mad at me for being mad at my dad. He's not like all these things. They're able to get through the feelings to God's truth, which is my, my dad had just gone through a job loss or my, my dad had just gone through my, my dad was in a war, you know, like we're able to now see a different side of it because God reveals that to us. And it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't like, even when people experience abuse, it doesn't make the abuse okay, but it makes us free. Like, don't we want to be free? We don't want to be in bondage. And if we're still mad at our dad or our sexual abuser, that person has power over us. So when we go back and we allow ourselves to feel, and here's the thing that I do as a counselor is I let them feel. When we have family members, it's too difficult for us to deal with it. Like if you're talking to your wife and she's telling you something that she dealt with, you don't like seeing her in pain. And the best thing to do is to say, wow, I can see you're really hurt. I can see that you're really sad right now and that's okay. And just be there for her and just like love her and give her a hug. Not say, oh, it's fine. You'll be okay. Or gosh, that guy's such a jerk or that person's such a jerk. Like that's what we want to do. But what we need to do to bring healing is you get to be hurt. And then we ask God, what do you have to say? All right. What does Holy Spirit have to say? He says that I am, I am worthy. I didn't deserve this. He loves me. I'm, I'm enough. Some, you know, I've, I've had people, I've seen chains like lifting off of people and I'm not seeing it with my eyes. I'm seeing with, I see things when I have my eyes closed. Um, like I've seen like ropes around necks, like choking, choking my clients because they're not able to speak. Their voice was shut off from the trauma that they experienced. Again, this is for me. I see with my eyes closed. And so when we're praying and I'll just say, okay, let's take the rope off. I want you to cut the rope and they're able, and I've actually have clients where they, Jesus is helping them. So they're doing it. Jesus helps them. Again, this is all like prophetic stuff. Like if it means something to you, it's going to mean, it's going to mean something to them. Someone else might think, well, that's not going to work for me. Well, then that's not for you. God's going to speak in the way that you need to be, you need to receive it. And so for some clients, that's very powerful and that's what they need. Um, some people I've seen where they need to actually stand and move and fight, like actually like physically do something because they've been so frozen and that's, that's what the trauma has done for them. Um, and then after asking what, after, after asking a client, what does God have to say about you? Then I bring them back to the current situation and I'll say, now, how do you see your spouse? How do you see your wife? Oh man, I was such a jerk. <laughs> and there, there's like, there's, you know, God's wisdom comes in and God's peace comes in to say like, I can't believe that I did that. And they're able to talk at a level where there's no offense. There's no insecurities. They know who they are. They're confident in who they are. And they're able to say, 
I, I, I need to repent for that behavior. That wasn't okay. It's not her fault that I didn't do the dishes or whatever it was. Um, but that's, that's often what happens is he goes and he gets us to the root issue and he heals it. As soon as I invited the Holy Spirit into my sessions, I saw such transformation. And I'd say the biggest power is the atmosphere of heaven in the sessions because they get to be in his presence and experience what it's like to actually be loved, to be in his presence and to, to feel that peace. And when you do that, they start to think different. So their thoughts start to shift, their emotions start to shift. And so people are like, God, it feels so peaceful here. This feels so good. This is so, you know, like they feel so amazing. They get to experience what that's like to be in heaven when they don't get to experience that at home or they haven't experienced that before. So it's just like if you, you know, if you go to a conference or something and you, you know, you get, you get to be in the presence of other believers and in worship, you're in that atmosphere and it changes you. And so when they come into the sessions, that, that atmosphere of heaven starts to transform them from the inside out. So they're not conforming to the world. They're being transformed by the renewing of their mind. And the Holy Spirit just reveals things. Like I've had prophetic words about like, do you have any eating issues? Like, I, why did I ask this? Yep. Yeah. I've been struggling with the eating disorder. It's something that I've had. I'm like, why haven't we talked about this before? You know, so me, that's something I need to assess for. But the Holy Spirit highlighted that issue to me that I never would have asked. And we were able to, you get at root issues a lot quicker because the Holy Spirit's helping you. And they're able to experience what it's like to be in that peace, go home, do all the struggles that they have at home, come back and be like, okay, this is it's getting a little easier. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. Um, because I'm actually really about real transformation, not just a feel good moment in a session. So I, I'm going after, and I, and I work with a lot more, you know, difficult situations and I work with more trauma. So there's a lot of things that need to be unlearned and undone. And so even though they get healed right there in the moment, there's a different thing about staying, staying free, staying healed. Um, and so there's a lot of lies that need to be broken and then they have to walk out the truth. So just because you break a line, a session, if they open a door when they leave, whoop, I just opened the door to I'm unworthy again, even though we had this wonderful, great session. Okay, now we, okay, let's learn from this. What are you gaining from believing that lie again? Got, it's kind of like uh, if an alcoholic um, relapses, even though they're relapsing, they're learning something in that relapse. So people will get frustrated. Oh, it's been 10 times relapsing. Each time they learn something more and more things are being broken off. So it's, it's not ideal and we don't want that, but that's where that person's going to learn. So don't ever give up, like keep going. If anybody has somebody that's struggling with an addiction, don't give up. There's hope in every single relapse that person is learning because they're desiring to get sober. They're desiring to be free. All of us want to be free. None of us wants to be in bondage. So we give up on people too much because of what we see in our eyes. We see the behavior. We see yeah. the yelling. We see the drunkenness or the whatever, you know, the porn addiction. We see that with our eyes. And so we have to activate our faith to be able to partner with God for our loved one, for ourselves. break the lies, get free, and then we have to stay free. Yeah, absolutely. So I just love to invite Holy Spirit in right now, wherever the listeners are at. And when I say that, I want you to hear that you are enough as you are just 
as you are. You don't need to go do anything. I think a lot of you believe if I finish this book, if I read this thing, if I take this class, yes, those are going to be great, but that doesn't make you enough. You are enough just as you are. Even in the midst of yelling at your children, of fighting with your spouse, you are enough. The blood of Jesus covers this all. And so what I want you to do right now is I want all of you to take all of your stresses, all of your worries, all of the tasks that you have, and I want you to lay them at the foot of the cross or give them to Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And just see yourself dumping everything. And if any of you have dabbled in new age before, they'd say, this means you're emptying yourself. Well, that's not how this works with God. The more we get rid of our stuff, the more he grows in us. We are dying. We have been co-crucified with Christ. It is no longer us who lives. It is Christ who lives in us. So as you keep giving away all that stuff that's not yours to take on, the Holy Spirit is becoming bigger and bigger. Your awareness of God in you is increasing. And then I want you to break any lies. So let's say you feel unworthy. I want you to just say, I break the lie that I'm unworthy. I break the lie that I'm not enough. I break the lie that I'm not loved. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Any lie that comes up for you, I want you to just break that right now in the name of Jesus. So the enemy does not have power over you. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding the listeners right now. We thank you that you are the mighty healer. And Holy Spirit, I just want to bind up all mental health issues, all depression, all anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, any dissociative identities, known or unknown. I bind up and I break right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that it has no hold on the listeners. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your grace over healing. And I pray for an increase in awareness of any lies that try to come back in for the listeners to be able to break them right away, that they're able to take every thought captive. And I pray for your grace to be over them to stay free. That they are moving higher and higher and higher in the kingdom to be able to operate what Jared said in the Great Commission, that you are to go out and to make disciples and to spread the good news of the gospel and to love on other people. But we can't do that if we're not free. So I pray for your grace to keep the listeners free and to set others free. You do not need to have a license or a letter behind your name. Every single one of us can do this. You have the ability to love on others and to bring freedom to them. 
I also want to break, bind up and break any eating disorders right now in the name of Jesus, any addictions. We just break those right now in the name of Jesus. And I just pray for your healing over every single one of the listeners. Healing right now from the tip of their head all the, to, all the way to their feet. Fill them up with your truth, with your love, with your peace. You are worthy. You are loved. You are mighty in God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray for healing and any marriages. And I, I bind up the spirit of offense. And I command it out in the name of Jesus. I pray for eyes to see and ears to hear our loved ones the way that you see them, no matter, no matter what they do. It's almost like I see you, I see the listeners being elevated in their authority and their love over people that they used to hate. And so I just release that to the listeners. I release the love and authority over people that you don't get along with that you may have even hated and that you are, you will have the power to change atmospheres in homes, in businesses, in families, because of the authority that you have over every single person in the room, because you love them. You see them the way that God does. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Well, my ministry website is www.heidimortensen.lmft. Um, we do have a private practice. It's called bridginghopecounseling.com. Um, it's hard because you can only see people who are, we can only see people who are licensed or in Minnesota. So that's the only difficulty. So my ministry is heidimortensenlmft.com. And then on um, any podcast where you can find podcasts is Strong Tower Mental Health. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Hey, hey.